Hello and welcome to Ruth Bear's Witness, the podcast, where you can listen to the stories I've written in my blog posts. Thank you for joining me today for my blog post entitled, Then Sings My Soul No Matter What, from the series To Hell and Back, Our Panda's Journey. Then Sings My Soul. It's a refrain I cling to so fiercely that I have it tattooed on my back. It comes from my favorite hymn, How Great Thou Art, penned after Carl Boberg witnessed the tranquility of the blue skies mirrored on a glassy sea in the wake of an intense thunderstorm. So the story goes. I grew up singing this classic from my church pew quite regularly. I can still hear the echo of the congregation enveloping me, losing myself to the sound of hundreds as one voice. It sits inside my chest, rolling around my head through the hard days. There was a day when I was brooding in my sorrow over one of Layla's storms that it came to me. Even if my world is falling apart, I can still sing. God gave me this one thing that can keep me from drowning in the thick of heartache. The words are inked upon my shoulder over a purple calla lily. It's my commitment to sing no matter what. Yep, I got all that out of four words. Last night, I found myself sitting in the emergency department, readying myself to admit my daughter to an adolescent psychiatric unit for the third time in a year. Fluorescent lights glared at me, piercing the migraine that beat in my temple, and I closed my eyes to block them out. And the camera, dangling in its ominous half-sphere from the ceiling, as it watched us from above. As if that weren't enough surveillance, the technicians sat in the hall watching us or repeatedly checking their cell phones in their boredom. I cracked an eye to peek at the child I can hardly recognize any longer. This past week, she had inexplicably fallen so far, so fast. One day she came home from school, happy to see us. Later that night, she stepped into the shower and came out completely cracked open. Something shifted in that steamy bathroom, and she hasn't been the same since. Her grasp on reality has nearly been severed, even when her mood is stable. Our world has turned upside down, and there's a finality about it this time. We later learned that the mold that was growing in the drain in that bathroom was a culprit that she had inhaled the spores and it had permeated her blood-brain barrier, causing her to be thrown into a panda's flare. More on that later. I needed to shut it all out. The cameras, the technicians, the fluorescent lights, the screaming toddler in room seven, everything that feels so ugly. Under the circumstances of the last four years, I had not been able to sing publicly or lead worship as I once did at church. But I remembered my commitment to sing written on my shoulder. I tucked us inside a cocoon of songs I've always sung to her since rocking her in my arms as a young mother full of hope and wonder. Each of my children have a song that I sing only for them. So I sang hers. I just want to snuggle you, Mama. That's my song. You're going to make me cry. And then I played all the songs on my cell phone that she loved so much as a tiny little brown-eyed girl. And before I knew it, she was singing along with me. 
We sang quietly, snuggling in the hospital bed for two hours as we waited to move her into the psych unit. Nobody stopped us or bothered us, and in those precious moments, I had my little girl back. To find her, she had to be shut tight away from the world, sitting in a cold hospital room and folded in the music that took her back to a time when the world felt safer for her. I'm so afraid I will never share a moment like this with her again. They came for us. We walked through the hospital's labyrinth for the third time. We passed the unit she was born in. We passed the gift shop where my mother bought her a purple preemie outfit that was too big for her. I remember the first night she and I napped together as she snored on my chest in the hospital bed after 36 hours of labor. And then we arrived at the unit that no parent ever wants to visit their child in. And yet here I am again. I was frisked, metal detected, and allowed through two separately locked doors. We checked her in, but will she ever leave for good? She hugged me hard when it was time for me to go. I'll see you in a few days. I love you, I whispered. I walked six blocks in the dark as I have so many times before on a night just as horrible as this one. I was cloaked in the midnight strolling the streets and somehow it soothed me a little. I felt my smallness, my futility in the face of my child's broken mind and body. But I did not feel alone. I got in my car and before I could drive home, I cried forever. I thought all my tears had been cried out by now, but this time feels like a strange goodbye. I don't understand this feeling, but there is this sense that the girl I poured my whole heart into raising, the little girl I once knew, is gone for good. Maybe it is just simple grief. When you break it down, I think grief is just a thousand unknowable, unforeseen, and unnamed goodbyes that hit you in a tidal wave all at once. Everything you've lost before, all that you lose today, and all that will never be. Yet I always find him there in the tidal wave. And I find I can accept whatever comes, at least I think I do, for today anyway. What other choice do I have? To read or listen to Ruth Bear's Witness stories, visit ruthbearswitness.wordpress.com. Thanks for joining me today. Take care and God bless.